I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the Financial Times in London, this is Hard Currency. I'm Katie Martin and I'm joined by Yoan Murray, who's Head of Investment at Hermes Investment Management. Yoan, thanks for coming in. You're very welcome. So let's start with some of the big topics of the week. I feel slightly overwhelmed with big topics of the week, but let's start close to home, I guess. Sterling had a big jump yesterday and the proximate reason, I guess, were these headlines suggesting that we might be close to a Brexit deal. Actually, it's not overly clear that anything new has happened, but the market is looking a bit twitchy. What's going on? It seems almost as though that the market is sort of willing to clutch at straws here to get a bit of action uh, back into sterling. I think everybody's been so downbeat uh, in many ways that the slightest hint of a potential positive surprise is is jumped upon. And But I suppose we, when we look at the move in the bigger context, uh, we've got a couple of cents uh, movement. It doesn't really, with the benefit of hindsight as we now look back, it doesn't feel like a huge leap. Um, and I, I think still you're going to see a lot of people are going to be on the short side of the book uh, against Sterling. Yeah, as you say, we've only got up to about $1.30. But I think it's so long since I've seen a rally in Sterling that maybe that's what made it stand out, right? Yeah, it's, it's a bit like volatility. It's lovely to see a rally come back. <laughs> we haven't seen uh, much volatility for ages either. Um I don't see how the remarks, uh, Barney's remarks yesterday, greatly changed the uh, you know probability of the different outcomes. Because um, he was saying he's he's willing to do a deal effectively, but was also saying this is a club, we have rules, we can't bend the rules. Absolutely, and 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 we all know that realistically, the EU can't possibly bend the rules because it opens them to so many other worse scenarios that they can't possibly contemplate. So, positive language without perhaps a great deal of meaning behind it. Mm. As you say, it's because the market has been so downbeat recently. Currency traders are a miserable bunch, right? I guess they've been pretty beaten up over the past couple of years. But So leverage funds have been running extremely short of sterling, right? So I guess that just leaves us vulnerable to, quote-unquote, good news is going to have a bigger impact than bad news. Yeah, I think that's right. If you look at the sort of overall positioning of the market, uh, my suspicion is that institutions have been short sterling for some time now. That position hasn't uh, really altered to any great extent. Instead, it's the marginal traders, the leverage players, as you said, who really have been dictating the, the direction of the movement or perhaps, you know, if, if we're nice, responding to current political events, let's say. Yes, we are very much responding to political events. And from that point of view, sterling is a bit like an emerging market currency these days. But anyway, when you look at the big picture, it's just such a binary outcome, right? We either get an OK Brexit or we get a scorched earth Brexit. How do leverage funds or anybody else deal with that? Do you just have to sit and wait until you know what flavour you're going to get? 
I think they do because um, we all know that there are various fudges in there or baked in already, all of which could fall apart at any moment. So right up until the last minute, I don't think it's going to be exactly clear what flavour we're going to get. I still think some form of hard Brexit deal is is the most likely outcome and, and no deal is really quite a small probability. But it it's a high-impact event if it happens. It's a big tail risk, let's be honest. High-impact event, that's yeah. market parlance for a bit of a disaster. Yeah. Speaking of disasters, we have some real shake-ups going on in emerging markets at the moment. Now, they're quite localised. We have Turkey doing its thing, which it's been doing all summer. The currency has resumed its decline this week. We have Argentina, which a few minutes before you arrived in the building, raised interest rates to 60% after the currency fell out of bed again for the second day in a row. It obviously wants to accelerate these payments from the IMF. Are these discrete issues? Are these, you know, or, or is this a systemic EM wobble that we're starting to see the beginning of? Um, I, I'm going to go with the former. Uh, and, and the reason being that... Um, If this had happened 10 years ago, any one of these discrete local issues, I think, could easily have escalated right round the the emerging market universe and then with a potential spillover to developed markets as well. I think the financial markets in some sense have come a long way such that these localised events are really kept as discrete uh, 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 happenings and they, they don't have this contagion effect. So... I'm almost at the point of saying capital markets have grown up and and I'm really not sure I feel comfortable about that. (laughs) So you think that, broadly speaking, global growth, despite all the slings and arrows that are thrown at it by politicians all around the world, is kind of motoring along? Mm, No, (laughs) that would be too simple. Um, I I think we're seeing divergent global growth and um, that's probably unsustainable for a uh, sort of long any long period of time we've got the US still seeming to sort of power along whereas Europe Asia the rest of the world has is definitely the the growth is dropping off Um, let's assume that they do converge at some future point the only question is which direction is it is the rest of the world going to pick up and catch back up with the states or is the states in fact going to be pulled down into the mire given everything else that's going on my suspicion is it's probably the latter and in amongst it all the fed is just gently pushing up rates one step at a time we don't seem to be seeing the sort of taper tantrum you know experience that we've had in the past do you think we're the market's just taking this in its stride to a greater extent than it has done before? Um, I think we've got complacency, if I'm brutally honest. Um, we, we're, we're looking at short VIX uh, net positioning, which is almost back to where it was in February when we had our major wobble. That tells me that not a lot of lessons have been learned, even in a six-month period. Uh, I didn't realise that short memory really was that short, but there we go. Um, you know, I'm sitting here watching a nominal yield curve that's flat and very close to inversion. A couple more rate rises this year without the 10-year moving anywhere, and we are inverted. We know that the corporate yield curve is effectively already inverted. The real yield curve, if you take off break-evens out the nominal, is inverted. And the global yield curve is also already inverted. These are massive red lights that are historically have been excellent recession forecasters. Historically, does it work like that anymore? That's the big question, right? But I know this is something you've written about recently, that there was this 
big kind of volatility shock not so long ago. There does seem to be quite a long list of things that could cause this to happen again. Yes, absolutely. There is. Um, uh, uh, I think amongst the sell side banks, they have a magic checklist of about fifteen things that they require to happen simultaneously um, for for us to be absolutely guaranteed an event. But of course, as you say, no event is ever the same as as as, as a historical one. Um, It'll be new things that we don't expect that will catch us unawares this time. I just think that the odds are that we are looking at uh, some liveliness, let's call it, in the next 12 to 18 months. Diplomatically put. So for for an investment manager, I guess your only tactic is to be diversified and be nimble and just to watch... Just watch the screens. <laughs> Very much so. Um, I think he, certainly be diversified, but don't assume that any uh, sort of relationships that you believe have held for the recent past will hold going forward. They can change very quickly. Uh, stay nimble and flexible in your asset allocation. And ideally, if you're a long-term investor, any kind of disruption will throw opportunities up. Mm. And so position yourself to take advantage of those too. Yeah, hard to say where they're going to come from, right? Absolutely. And I think, as you, as you, as you said, being nimble will allow you to, uh, you know, flexibly take advantage of those as they appear. Yeah, these are these are testing times. We need all to grow like some more eyes so that we can watch several screens at once. And it, it, Indeed. Or perhaps just switch off all the screens altogether and stop <laughs> watching them. I think that might actually be better. Well, switch off all your screens apart from your FT.com screen. <laughs> of course. So to keep on top of everything that's going on in markets, do keep an eye on FT.com slash markets. Yoan, thanks very much. You're welcome. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.